Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode, uh, and today I want to chat about uh, basically seven simple nutrition habits to get and keep you lean. Uh, so the reason I want to chat about this is, honestly, nine times out of 10, when I talk to a potential client, this is basically what I'll hear, something along the lines of, I lost X amount of weight doing X protocol, um, I stopped doing that, and now I've gained most, if not all, the weight back. And so, you know, again, this is really common to to see this. And so what this tells me is that people are good at following something for a period of time, but then when something happens or when they are done with whatever coaching program or diet plan that they, that they were doing, they usually resort back to what they were doing beforehand. Okay. Um, And this is why their weight goes back. You, because of the things that you were doing when you were following that is, is what got you to lose that. Right. And then if you go back to what you're doing before, then you're just, you're just going to go right back to, to it. Uh, so like, for example, uh, if you see a lot of these like six week challenges, and again, I think these are great. Um, so I do want to say this off like right away that I do think these are great and they're, and, and they can help people get into a good routine, but people forget that they still have to make these changes long-term, you know, it's like, Oh, I lost this weight. Okay. Now I'm good. Now I can go back to what I was doing before. And, and that's where you get yourself in trouble. Like for example, with these challenges, a lot of them are like, Hey, no sugar, no, no alcohol. Um, you're only going to eat, you know, like vegetables, chicken, whatever, like really what we, what we would call clean foods. And so people lose weight because they, they're doing something completely different than what they were doing before. <clears throat> but then, but then that, when that's done, it's like, man, I hate what I was doing. Now I'm just going to, okay. I, I got I lost weight. I'm good now. Now I can do what I want. And then that's when you see this weight come back. So again, I'm sure you've been there at one point. You saw great progress for a period of time following a plan, but then some, something came up, you know, a birth of a child, maybe you got COVID, uh, a new job, a big move, a new relationship, whatever it may be. And then before you know it, you're resorting back to what you're used to, what you're comfortable with. And, uh, and then what you used to do got you, you have to re- realize that what you used to do got you to where you were at. And so, what this means is that we can use certain diet protocols to help us get to our goal, but you also must develop the behaviors and strategies long-term that are going to help with this. Um, again, this is why, you know, if you just like a lot of people be like, just tell me what to eat. Okay. That's fine. That's going to work, but that's only going to work while we're doing that. What's going to happen when you don't know what to eat. Um, and again, I know people say, well, I just want to lose weight. That's fine. But again, if you didn't pick anything up, if you're learning things along the lines of, Hey, you know, when I eat this type of food, but most people don't, they just do, do the, the challenge or whatever. And then they, they, they resort back. So again, if, if you're not learning these behaviors and strategies, it's, it's not a matter of if you resort back, it's just a matter of, of when. Um, so what I want to go over today are just habits that you can take with you and you, you don't necessarily really have to follow any sort of diet. Um, you can, you can follow a diet protocol or whatever it may be, but these are going to be habits that, uh, you know, I really try to, to ingrain in, in clients. Okay. These are things that we're really trying to dial in with them. Um, because again, I, I, I made this, I, I made a tweet on this, you know, the behaviors and um, habits that you pick up while you coach with me are invaluable. You know, they're, they're more important than any, whatever diet protocol we use, whatever it may be. Those are, those fall lower on the, on the, 
uh, level of importance, right? Like, obviously I want clients to reach their goal, but if they're learning things that they can take with them long-term, like that is what's going to set them up for success. Not, Hey, follow my meal plan for six weeks. Here you go. All right. You lost 20 pounds. Awesome. Don't care. Got your progress pick. See ya. No, like that is why we're in the situation that we're in um, with when it comes to fitness and nutrition and just people's health overall, right? Like, again, I, I made this post today. We don't really necessarily need to, I don't think that people need to learn how to lose weight. I don't think we need more information on how to lose weight. Again, it's good to help people get there in a safe way, in a way that's going to definitely keep them successful. I mean, I do that all the time too, right? <laughs> but I also think we need to do a better job at teaching people how to fight weight gain. Cause I think that's the problem to me. That's the problem is weight gain that, that becomes an issue. It's not that you can't lose weight. It's that weight gain becomes a problem. And again, people can lose weight, but then they gain it back if not more. Right. So again, finding, and this is something that I do want to plan on doing this year is, is just focus, kind of put my message more towards, Hey, let's, let's obviously, again, if, if you have that goal of fat loss, like that's a great temporary goal and, and there's, there's ways to go about it, but we also need to develop habits that are going to help you at least at the very least maintain your weight. Uh, Cause we just don't want to see it go the opposite direction. Um, if we can do that, that's going to solve a lot of problems uh, that we have. So the first habit is, and this is one that I like to really implement, implement with clients right off the bat is pick a number of meals per day. Okay. So uh, you've probably heard me say that multiple times, but setting numbers of meals you're going to eat each day is going to take a ton of guesswork out of each day. Um, you know, a lot of clients fail because they don't have a plan for the day. Um, you know, it's just that they're winging each day. And that's, that's where people get themselves in trouble. And, and it's just draining, right? Like, oh, I don't have a plan. Uh, I'm stressing out. And then you, then you don't do anything because you're stressed about that. And then you get stressed because you're not doing anything. And it's just this trickle down effect. So if you are someone who doesn't want to plan out every single meal in advance, you know, I get that. Okay. So this is where like, you know, you say have a plan and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I got to have everything down. No, you don't. You just, just have a set amount of meals that you're going to eat per day. That's what you do. And those are the only times you're going to eat throughout the day. Um, if you're looking to maintain or lose weight and you're struggling, eat only during those assigned meals. Um, I guarantee you this is going to help you cut out a lot of snacking. Um, so again, not only is this going to help you get into a good routine and provide a good foundation to work from nutrition wise, but there was also a study done by Al Hussein. I think that's how you say it, showing that having the same amount of meals per day could increase total daily energy expenditure. And so again, this is the number of calories you burn per day. So uh, one thing that uh, plays a role in your energy expenditure is thermic effect of food, right? So this is uh, the calories you burn from like eating, digesting, absorbing food. Um, and this is one that can, you can see a slight uptick in that <coughs> when you eat this, the same amount of meals. Um, each, each, uh, each day. Um, again, this isn't going to make a huge difference, but every little bit counts. Okay. Uh, especially in the environment we live in when we really need to ramp up that side, that energy expenditure up as much as we can, just because of how easy it is to, uh, overconsume calories. Um, so as far as meal goes, uh, three, six per day seems to be best, you know, pick an amount you can stick to, uh, but stay consistent with it right now. Stay consistent in the short term. There may be periods of time in your life where four meals work best, and then there may be periods where six work, works best. It just depends, but at least try to stay consistent with it, right? Uh, that's going to be the, the most important thing there. Um, but really, the meal frequency just comes down to what you can stick to. There's no good or bad. It's just you know what's going to help you stay within your overall amount throughout the day that works best there. So the next one is going to be uh, protein at each meal. Uh, this is going to be a big one. Again, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that this is a big thing that I uh, preach now. Okay. So you have your, how many meals you're going to eat per day. Now you're going to make sure at each one of those meals, you get a lean source of protein. 
three reasons why. And again, this is probably a review for people who listen to this regularly, but if you are a new listener, um, so one of them, the three main reasons, protein is going to help you maintain and build lean body mass. Uh, it's basically, I mean, if you need it for muscle, um, more muscle, not only gives you the shape you're looking for, but it also can increase how many calories you're burning per day. And again, this just comes down to usually when you have more muscle, you're, you're just less efficient with your energy. Um, you're just going to burn a little bit more calories for every movement you do. And I think part of that comes down to your, your body weight is the same or higher. And, and, um, I, did a podcast episode. Oh man, this was probably 10 episodes ago or so about just how, like how weight loss can hurt you. And one of them being, you know, when you do lose weight, you're just, you don't burn as many calories. So again, if we can replace some of that fat with muscle, that's going to help keep your energy expenditure up because again, a, a larger body is going to burn more calories. Um, protein is also very filling um, because it's filling. You're going to be less likely to eat over food, uh, other foods again, less likely. This isn't a sure thing, but, um, you know, if you increase your protein, you're probably going to be, this is going to displace other foods. So you're going to be less likely to eat those foods. Um, protein uses the most energy to absorb and digest as well. Again, this is a small amount, but every little bit adds up. So again, to go back to the thermic effect of food, that's one side of the energy uh, expenditure equation, uh, the energy out, the calories you burn throughout the day. Uh, this is going to speed that up again. This is a small amount, but now we're talking, okay, now you're going to uh, have the same amount of meals per day. You're also going to eat more protein. Those two things are going to add up, you know, again, is it a ton? you know, I, I can't give you exact numbers there on that. I mean, it's not going to be like thousands of calories, right? We're probably talking somewhere in the hundred low hundreds, maybe under hundred, you know, maybe 50 to hundred calories. I can't give you exact numbers on that, but again, these are things that are going to add up. Okay. So that's really what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to like, just all of a sudden like, okay, this is going to burn 500 calories. Like there's not a thing that can do that. Right. But all these, we can do all these things. They can add up. This is the same type of thing as with like steps where, I talk to clients about increasing their steps and they're like, well, I can't go out on a walk for 45 minutes. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to get it all at one time. We just need to stack it up throughout the day. And this, all these little things are going to add up over time. Um, so again, same thing here with the protein, um, you, you know, and, and again, to go off this example, for example, if you eat the same amount of meals regularly, add more muscle and increase protein intake, now the extra calorie burns are, they're really going to start to add up. Okay. Now we're talking again, we're, we're you know, we're, we're pushing that up. So again, we want to aim for about 0.8 to 1.2 grams a pound of protein per pound of body weight per day. This isn't a hard number, but that's, I think it's a good one to aim for. Uh, if you listen to this, you, you obviously know what sources of protein are, but I'll just quickly go over them. Chicken breast, lean cuts of steak, fish, turkey breast, ground turkey, uh, pork tenderloin, low fat, non-fat dairy, egg whites, Greek yogurt, tuna packets, protein powder. These are all great sources of, of protein. Cool. So the next one is going to be meal prep. Uh, so again, if you're like me, you, you hate the thought of meal prep, uh, the thought of it, of spending time making a bunch of food that I probably wound up throwing half away is, you know, pretty unmotivating. Um, so for this reason, I, I try to make this, this process as simple as possible for clients. Okay. Uh, I, I think the biggest reason people fail with meal prep is they just overcomplicate it and, and make this, make it into like this day long process where it's like, oh man, yeah, I mean, that's going to be really tough to stick to, uh, again, the tougher, something is to do the less likely you are to do it. Um, this is something that, you know, I always heard, but I was like, ah, whatever, you know, you just tell people what to do. They'll, they'll do it. But again, you got to working with people. I've realized you really have to make things as easy as possible, especially in the beginning, right? There has to be, uh, as little friction as possible to getting things going. So some ways to simplify it. And again, this is super simple. You probably know this, but again, you're, uh, I think people, want this to be some elaborate thing. They want to try and make this super tasty food all the time. And I think that you do need to realize that if your only goal is to have food be tasty, then I don't think that's a bad thing, but you do have to, 
consider the the trade-offs of that. Okay. So, uh, you know, again, just realize that if you are trying to maximize taste every time you eat, which again, I, I get, I can totally relate to, like, I love tasty food. Um, so, but you have to realize that there are probably going to have to be some sacrifices. You're probably going to have a couple meals where you're just like, uh, all right, I, you know, I just need to eat this. Like, this is what it is. My goal is important to me. So I'm going to do this. So anyways, pick one to two of these proteins. And again, you can pick any of them from above, but these are just the examples I give chicken, steak, ground beef, fish, turkey. Again, keep it simple. Uh, pick one or two, um, have that for the week, uh, and then pick one or two of these carbohydrates, potatoes, rice, beans, quinoa. Again, there's many more, but these are just, just to get your ideas flowing. You, you, you make one or two of those boom. You have, I guarantee you got five to 10 meals that you can make out of that. Now you've got a huge fraction of your meals done for the week. Um, and then from there you can, you know, do what you need to do now, again, choose a few seasonings and you can, uh, you can switch the meals or seasonings up each week. So maybe one week you do chicken and steak. Then the next week, maybe you do chicken and ground beef. Then the next week, maybe you do steak and ground beef, like just go, going all over the plate, just switching up. Right. Or you do different seasonings, like seasonings can be a big game changer. And literally it's going to take you 30 to 45 minutes to prep both of these in bulk. Okay. It's not going to take that long. Um, a few things here on my tips, protein. If you don't like these proteins, there are many other options out there. Again, you can message me if you, if you have questions, um, you can add veggies or condiments to each meal, uh, to make this simple. My favorite veggies are going to be either spinach salad or any frozen vegetable. Like why? Because really there's no prep time. So again, we're just limiting that amount of prep time. There's going to be, you know, again, I'm sure these meals are boring, but if your only goal is to have each meal be maximized and taste, then maybe the body you think you want, isn't really what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I, I, I have to say that because you don't have to have it right. You can, this ultimate, the cool thing with this is it's ultimately up to you on what you want to do. Um, but what I also like about this is it still allows for some flexibility with the nutrition, right? Um, you have a good amount of meals made for the week. Uh, so it reduces the times you will eat things that probably aren't as nutrient dense and that those are, that are the foods that are going to be easier to read. So for example, I have my, from here, I have my handy meals available for times when I'm in a bind. Um, so again, handy meals are going to be things like uh, tuna packets, Greek yogurt, protein powder, things like that. And then maybe the rest of the time I'm eating foods out or something that Allie or uh, my family made right then I'm again, but I have that good base of, of food for the week. And so again, it allows you to have a little bit more flexibility the rest of the time. So the next one's going to be slow down when eating, um, eat undistracted. Uh, this basically just comes down to being mindful of what you're doing. Uh, it also takes your brain uh, a little bit of time to realize you're full. So there's that too, right? And then chewing has been shown to decrease how many calories someone eats in a meal. So the more you chew, the, the less calories you consume overall in that meal. Um, plus when you eat too fast, you don't get to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I, you know, I often tell clients if they're going to eat a certain food that they think is off the plan, then just slow down and enjoy it, right? You're already doing it. So it might as well like enjoy it. And, and again, this can, this can really increase your food satisfaction, which is good because if you're getting satisfied from the food you're eating, you're going to be less likely to want more, right? If you have something and you just scarf it down, you're not satisfied. It's like, well, great. Now you ate those calories, which is again, fine, but you ate them. You're not satisfied. Now you're probably going to want more. So like slow down when you're doing it. Right. And I think that gets you to enjoy it more. Um, plus when you eat distracted, you're less likely to enjoy the meal and slow down. Um, and so again, being distracted, is a big one here with this. Basically you aren't paying attention to what you're doing. So you keep eating and eating and you also don't do a good job of like regulating your appetite because you're kind of like, oh, what did I eat? I don't remember what I ate earlier, right? Especially if you're if you're eating distracted. So again, slowing down just does a ton of different things here. And again, this is a simple habit that this doesn't require you to take anything out. It's just slow down when you eat. You won't, you'll 
you'll kind of be shocked at how many clients tell me they, they don't slow down. So I guarantee you, you're probably one of those people. And again, distracted, you know, we, we're always trying to do more. We're trying to do things as efficiently as we can. We're trying to multitask, like eat undistracted, like eating distracted is going to kill your progress. Um, some tips to improve mindless eating besides slowing down you know, don't just eat food because it's there. Uh, I'm sure we've done that before where you're at home. And this is where like your environment plays a big role. If you can, if you can keep uh, your food, trigger foods out of, out of, uh, out of your, out of sight, you're less likely to eat them. Right. Like how many times have you like just seen food laying around the house? You're like, no, well, no, sounds good right now. I'm going to eat it. Cause it's there. Right. Or, Oh, I may never get, get to see this food again. So you eat it, right. Whether you're out or any, anything like that. So don't just eat food because it's there. Um, that's a kind of a mindless thing. Um, when eating tasty foods, weigh it out or determine ahead of time, the serving size. Uh, I think this is a big thing for, if you're going to snack or have a tasty food, like weigh it out. Um, cause that way you get to see what the serving size is ahead of time. Can you go back and get more? Yes. But at least, you know, like you're, you know, if you're going to weigh it out, you're less likely to keep eating. Cause you're like, damn, that's actually a lot of calories. I, I'll tell you what, that's been the biggest game changer for me is having that where I can knowing serve it like Forcing out my the like things like chips, stuff like that. When I'm in a building phase. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm in a fat loss phase now. I'm probably not going to incorporate that stuff in just because it takes up too big a chunk of the calories and then you get hungry and then you want more. So uh, in a fat loss phase, I'm probably not going to do that. But when I'm building, I'm going to probably incorporate those things, but I'm still going to just uh, weigh it out. Right. Cause again, I think that helps you eat less. So, or, you know, maybe I'm on maintenance or maybe I'm in a fat loss phase. You know what? I'm like, I really want some chips. All right. I'm going to have it but I'm only going to have this amount. <clears throat> again, it just helps you regulate your appetite. And again, maybe uh, I think for a lot of people, if you're at, you know, for most people we're, we're talking long-term habits here. So this could be just a lifestyle diet where you're just maintaining you're, you're just, you don't want your weight to go down, but you don't want it to go up. So you have a, you have some decent wiggle room here. This is a great thing to make it a lifestyle thing, right? Like I'm going to eat these things. I'm not going to completely cut them out, but I am going to portion them out. And again, if that sounds, um, restricting to you, or uh, I know sometimes people will say like, oh, counting calories or weighing food is uh, OCD. It's like, well, okay, then, you know, it is what it is. That's your thought on it. Uh, you know, you can think of what it is, right? I mean, when you're budgeting your new, uh, your money, you know, you're, you're, you're looking through, you're, you're seeing how you can make things fit. You know, I don't, that's not OCD, right? So I don't understand how the nutrition side of things is. I think if that is where you go with it, then there's probably something deeper going on. And again, that's out of my scope of practice, but something to think about there. Uh, avoid doing other things while eating, like watching TV, working or driving. We talked about that. Eating distracted is is huge killer. And when you're satisfied, stop eating. I mean, this is something that I think a lot of people, they don't do too. Like they also eat fast, but they also just try to eat as much as they can on their plate. Um, you know, if you're out to eat, this is a big one, right? Most portion sizes are probably a little too big for you unless you're like a six foot four, 240 pound person. Like most portion sizes are probably going to be a little too much for you when you go out to eat. Um, and this is one where, you know, you pay for it. So you're like, you feel obligated to finish what you have on your plate, but Hey, stop, you know, maybe you eat all your protein, but then don't eat all the, the carbohydrates that are on the plate. Um, leave some, right. You don't have to clean your plate every single time. Uh, this is a tough thing for people to get out of, but again, this is a habit that you can develop, right? Like, I don't think Again, people will do a super strict six week challenge, not do all these things. And then they go back and next thing you know, they're eating everything on their plate. They're scarfing down food. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to go back to where you were before. Right. <clears throat> the next one is have a grocery store list. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why you will turn to eating out, going through the drive-thru or eating the snack foods in the house is because you don't go to the grocery store to fill up on more nutritious foods or have the foods that you need. Um, 
in place. Uh, they're just not available to them, right? So in a bind, you fall to what is around you or what is easiest. Uh, you also don't have a plan when you go to the grocery store. You just buy whatever sounds good at the moment. And with unhealthy food on every aisle, it becomes impossible to stick to nutritious foods. When all you see at your, your house is junk food, it's going to be nearly impossible to not eat it. So instead, you need to figure out how to set yourself up for success by having more nutritious foods available at home and less junk food at the house. Uh, one way to do this is by having a grocery store list made out before each trip. Um, this will help you stay on track while shopping by buying what you need to, to keep nutritious foods on hand, spend less time in the grocery store and minimize impulse buying. Uh, multiple studies have shown that having a grocery store list can be an effective tool to increase nutritious food consumption and lower BMI. Uh, by having the list, it puts you in control of what you eat for the week. Um, some other tips for grocery shopping, uh, be careful specials, you know, two for one, buy one, get one 50%. Um, really try to avoid the samples of foods the grocery store offers. Again, you're probably going there hungry. And then this is going to cause you to be like, oh, I want that. I'm going to get that right. You're going to make less nutritious choices. You're going to get something off the, off your list, limit buying of jumbo size packages uh, and limit buying tempting foods. Again, if you have that list, that's going to help you there, you know, stick to that list, have a limit to how often you eat out per week. Um, in a perfect world, you would just go out to eat whenever you want, right? I mean, who, who wouldn't love that? But what you forget is that the restaurant's only job is to get you to come back and spend more money. So they're only worried about how tasty the foods are, okay? They want you to come back. They want your food to taste good. They're not, they don't care what your macros are, right? So the downside here is that this makes it easy to overeat calories if most of your meals are away from home. Um, not to mention the portion, portion sizes are usually only the right amount for somebody that's six foot five, 250 pounds, like I mentioned earlier. And most of us aren't that. Um, the downside here is that it's tough to not eat what's in front of you or what you paid for. So again, to go back to what we just talked about, it's a challenge to not eat those things. Um, so some tips when it comes to eating out, decide in advance what you're going to get in the portion sizes. So again, look ahead at the menu. This is a big thing that I always do is I'm just playing ahead on what I'm going to get right. Cause I feel like if you do that, uh, you know, you're again, this is kind of like the grocery store list. You have that plan ahead of time. You're more likely to stick to it. If you have a plan. Or if you go to the restaurant and you are um, hungry, you're probably going to, you're going to be more likely to give into more like tempting foods. You can share an order with someone. So if you go out on a date night, maybe you guys split the order instead of having it by yourself, right? Again, that's now that's going to cut down that portion size. So that's an option for you as well. Uh, make it habit to leave something on your plate. So we talked about that already. Again, uh, you know, you're kind of, you feel obligated to eat what's on your plate. So, but that can be a challenge, you know, that can again, get you to overeat calories. Uh, so make it a habit to leave something on your plate. Lastly, the the last habit is, and this is, again, this is going to be more long-term. I think it's okay to be kind of rigid, um, especially if you're doing like a challenge or something. Again, challenges are fine. So long as you take some habits away that are going to help you in the future. So maybe for you, you start doing, you, you listen to this, you start a challenge or whatever it is. You do that, kind of learn the basics and start to implement these habits, you're going to be in a much better position. Okay. So, uh, so again, this last habit is flexible restraint, not rigid restraint. So when it comes to nutrition, we, we want to try to avoid having a rigid restraint mindset. Um, having a rigid approach with your nutrition is correlated with things such as uh, less weight loss slash maintained, uh, more common overeating, more frequent and severe binge eating, uh, poor body image and higher food focus. Now correlation does not mean causation, but these findings are interesting. Okay. So what would be a rigid approach? You can't have certain foods. You can only have good foods. You have to hit exact macro calorie amounts. You have to get exactly 80 grams of rice on the food scale. Uh, you don't go out to eat because you don't know how to track it. Okay. These are rigid, rigid approaches here. Um, basically you either do it exactly as is, or you failed. Um, that's why with my online nutrition clients, we create structure around their nutrition to provide flexibility. Again, we're still going to have some restraint 
instead of having a black or white approach of like, hey, this is exactly what you're going to do. Um, some things are more important than others. Uh, so we focus on priorities and getting better at things, at getting better at managing those priorities over time. Um, so again, the, the bigger priorities are going to be things like eating, eating around the right amount based on your activity levels and goals. Uh, again, protein is going to be a big one. Um, and again, learning to fuel and nourish your body rather than just losing weight. Again, this is going to help you long-term. This is why we work in phases for fat loss. We're not always in a fat loss phase. Um, I have a ton of information on, on nutrition periodization. Um, if you want to uh, look back on that. So we work with ranges and continuums instead of yes or no. Okay. Uh, I've talked about the importance of ranges for your macros before. So for example, if you have a protein goal of 150, but the goal is to get within 10 to 20 grams of that goal instead of having, but the goal would be to get to within 20, 10 to 20 grams of that goal, instead of having to hit exactly 150. Exactly. I think that's where, like when people get into my fitness pal, they, feel like they need to hit numbers perfectly. Right. Or it's like, Oh, I got to get three more grams of protein, two more grams of carbs and five more grams of fats. Like what the hell are you going to actually eat? Right. You're it's, it's so it's impossible to hit your numbers perfectly. Okay. So again, that's why we want to be within this range because that range, because what, what I think happens then is people try to hit that perfect number and they get overwhelmed and then they say, fuck it. Right. Excuse my language there on that, but that's what they do. And then they go, um, and then they do whatever. Right. Whereas if we can get in this range, it's like, okay, you're within that range all the time. That's going to be better than like having these days where you are on it or these days where you're completely off. Right. Um, I will say that there's certain times where we will focus more, more restraint than others. Um, and it's not always going to be like how it is all the time. Right. Again, during a fat loss phase, there might be a little bit more restraint than during maintenance. Okay. But again, this is long-term. So we overall though, we want to develop this flexible restraint. Um, you know, again, you do need to have some restraint with your nutrition in order to change. However, focus on the big rocks first before you worry about, you know, the, the pebbles. Um, if you can implement these habits into whatever diet pro protocol you decide to do, then you're going to set yourself up for success, not only now, but in the long term. So I hope that was helpful. Again, if you want to do a challenge, by all means, go ahead and do it. I, I think it's great if it can get you rolling. Um, or if you want to try a certain diet, like again, go ahead and do it. But we got to make sure we're implementing these nutrition habits along the way too, because that's what's ultimately going to help you change over time. Um, if you just follow something for six weeks, it's going to help you during that six weeks, but long term, it's it's probably not going to be great. Okay. Um, so again, take the principles that you learn from there and, and start to apply them um with with everything you do. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, I think this is a great thing to do starting out the new year, just because you know, I'm sure a lot of people are try and get, uh, improve their health and, and nutrition, um, which is great. Uh, so listen to this. Hopefully it was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.